0: Two passages, and we'll, we'll tell you about them in a moment if you want to get a head start. Isaiah 42 and Joel 3. Isaiah 42 and Joel 3. And while you're turning there, let me make a quick announcement uh, for you today. Uh, we, we were miscommunicated with or didn't get communicated with in reference to one of our outreach efforts to our community. It's our backpack outreach uh, to the community, August 16th. Uh, is this when they bring it, August 16th? Whoa. Okay, but they can't bring them now. So you have to have them before August sixteenth. The fifteenth—that's a Sunday. On the Sunday, August fifteenth, uh, just bring a backpack filled with school supplies, and Laurie Smith can help you, if you have any questions about those school supplies. Uh, and we we take them and work together with other organizations in the city of Beaumont, and and we bless. Uh, uh, the, the, the young people who need a little help getting to school. And so we're making a difference in people's lives. So uh, if you can do that, we'd encourage you. You're going to have to jump on it. Uh, it it uh, jumped up on us because we, we, we didn't get communicated with clearly. So if you would help us do that, see Laurie Smith, and she can help you uh, get you a backpack filled with whatever they need. And so we want to make a difference in the world. And everybody said amen. Wow. Well, today we began, we finished our summer s- series last week uh, called, uh, uh, it was our summer focus was, uh, you know, spiritual fitness and uh, our summer family fitness program and it was a great success. We learned scripture, we grew, we learned a lot of things from the book of Ephesians and from that series now we jump into another effort uh, that I think is so important. In fact, it ignited in me the last couple of weeks uh, and it's about spiritual warfare. Last week, we finished uh, Ephesians 6 by looking at the armor of God, and we called it the exercise of war. And I said a couple of things uh, about that, uh, and I want to share them with you in a moment. Uh, and all of that birthed within me this thought, and here it is, uh, the, uh, the reality that there's a warrior on the inside of all of us, uh, and some of you may not realize that, but Jesus Christ, how many of you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you? Amen. As we'll learn today, he is a warrior. And so we begin a series today called Awakening the Warrior Within Us. Look at, look at your neighbor and tell them there's a warrior living on the inside of you. There really is. And some people, no, pastor, I make peace, not war. Well, I'm not talking about uh, a physical uh, altercation with your neighbor, uh, or I'm talking about spiritual warfare. There is a battle going on. In fact, on Wednesday night, listen carefully, on Wednesday night, we're going to kind of work with this theme. And I'm going to look uh, on Wednesday nights to what I call famous one-liners from warriors in the Old Testament. And it's not O-N-E. It's W-O-N. How many of you know there's a lot of winners that are warriors in the Old Testament? And so we're going to look at some famous one-liners from warriors in the Old Testament. Let me give you an illustration. Here's one. There are more with us than there are with them. I'm telling you, it's a great truth. We'll look at that. Here's another one. We don't know what to do, and uh, but our eyes are upon you. It's a famous one-liner. And we're not going to talk about defeat. We're going to talk about victory. And we're going to learn principles of victory as warriors in the house of God. Because understand, whether you, whether you are engaged in the spiritual warfare or not, there's a war going on around you. In fact, I, I've said this. You know, the devil hates you. He hates your kids. He hates your grandkids. And he wants to uh, steal, kill, and destroy them. Are you, do you understand that? If you understand that, say, Amen. I understand. And so, last week we learned that spiritual, spiritual warfare it is not optional. It is absolutely essential. And I gave you a warning. Everyone say warning. Here is a warning from last week that I want to carry, off into, carry on into this series. If we refuse to involve ourselves in the exercise of spiritual warfare, our defeat is certain, our future is forfeited, and the harvest of God is sorely limited. I want you to read that with me today. Let's all read it together. Can you see it? If you can see it, say, I can see it. Here we go, let's read it together. If we refuse to involve ourselves in the exercise of spiritual warfare, our defeat is certain, our future is forfeited, and the harvest of God is sorely limited. You notice we underlined involved. This is just one aspect of your involvement as a church family. Most people think, well, pastor said involved, we're supposed to show up on Sunday, that's a part. Some people, well, he said be involved, you're supposed to serve as a a usher or a deacon or or a a greeter or help pastor out the communion. That's a part. But how many of you know, uh, in fact, uh, we use this word indifferent. I don't know if we have any firemen in the house. Uh, sometimes when, when, when uh, buildings are on fire, the report is it is fully involved. In other words, it is not a little uh, grass fire. This house is fully involved. How many of you know uh, we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, need to be set afire uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit and be fully involved in the purposes of God and especially spiritual warfare? Let's read it one more time. If we refuse to involve ourselves in the exercise of spiritual warfare, our defeat is certain, our future is forfeited, and the harvest of God is sorely limited. Let me ask you this morning if you're a parent today. How many of you want your children's future to be forfeited? How many of you want the harvest of God to be sorely limited? How many of you want your defeat to be certain? Well, if that's the case with you, then you've got to become, we've got to become fully involved in the, in the warfare that God has placed us in. And our posture today, here's our posture as a church family. We learned this last week. This is what I woke up Sunday morning pondering, and it was this. And let's read it together. A defensive posture, everybody out loud, come on, give me some volume here. A defensive posture alone will not win the war for the souls of men. We must storm the gates of hell with a bold offensive against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Run more time, a defensive posture alone will not win the war for the souls of men. We must storm the gates of hell with a bold offensive against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He said, uh, on this rock I will build my what? And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God is looking for the church to arise to her place of responsibility and authority and win the war that we are faced with. Yet Most people's posture is one of defense only. The defense They're just trying to ward off the blows of the enemy. It's time we storm the gates. Look at your neighbor, set up straight. Look at your neighbor with a bold initiative and say, it's time we storm the gates some of you didn't do it the way I told you to we're gonna try it again get get the Pentecostal preacher on the inside of you and look at him and tell him it's time we storm the gates amen it is how many of you are sick and tired of being sick and tired how many of you ever hey hey, listen the reason the devil's here is not to torment us we're here to torment him it's time to turn the tables on the powers of darkness Could it get at least one amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. you got to help me today. Now, our two passages of Scripture. Awakening the warrior within. The first one is Isaiah 42, 13. This is our keynote verse. It's It's a descriptive of the one who lives on the inside of us. His name is Jesus. And here it is. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud. He shall prevail against his enemies. I'm gonna read it again. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry aloud, yes, shout aloud. He shall prevail against his enemies. And somebody said another amen. That word stir up, where it says he shall stir up his zeal, it means to wake up. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time we wake up. We've got to awaken the warrior on the inside of us. In fact, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever read the New Living Translation. It's a great translation, by the way. Uh, Many times the name of the Lord, uh, uh, instead of just saying the Lord, the New Living Translation translates it this way. The Lord of heaven's armies. How many of you know he's the Lord of heaven's armies? You know, we are in the middle, our world is in the middle of global conflict even as we speak, but the conflict is more uh, 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 visible in Israel today than ever before in many of your lifetimes, and the tension is mounting, Uh, uh, and so uh, we pray, how many of you know we're supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem? In fact, let's do that right now. Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for Israel today that you would guard her and protect her and keep her. We stand with her today in Jesus' name. Many of you may have seen this video clip. It's a rather recent video clip. It's of the, some of the armies of Israel who are stirring themselves up with a song. I can't give you the translation, uh, but it's a song of, uh, of war, uh, but it's a song of praise. And I just wanted to show you this kind of a great picture of how we stir ourselves up like the man of war. He says the Lord will stir himself up like a man of war. Let's watch this little video clip and just kind of get a perspective of maybe how we need to be in our spiritual life. They were saying? Me neither, but I did read a little bit of the text, and it, some of it was about God being with them, and God will never leave them. And, and uh, you know what I noticed about that video, even in that? That was pretty awesome. It got me stirred up, made me, somebody give me a rifle or something. But did you know, even in that setting, some were not fully involved? Some were kind of going, uh, my brothers have been done some uh, they've gotten a little out of hand but how many of you know God's looking for soldiers who will be fully involved warriors who will war in this thing called spiritual warfare Joel chapter 3 now this Joel is a prophetic uh uh, declaration of the end times how many of you know if you go back to Acts you remember what did Peter say when he stood up and he read Joel he said he read this the passage where in the last days everyone said the last days The last days I will pour out my spirit upon who? All flesh. How many of you are part of all flesh? Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams. Well, uh, Peter gets up on Pentecost Sunday And reads that passage of scripture There was a prophetic insight to the end of days In fact, some believe that Pentecost Sunday uh, Was the profet- where the prophetic time clock was turned back on And we are now in the middle of the end of days The last days And I believe that You say, well, uh, when when does the end come? Jesus gave us some insight But no one knows But we're living in the last days And Joel, Ch- Joel is a prophetic insight to the end of days days, to the last days. Certainly a reference to the church's responsibility. When Peter gets up and, and, and quotes Joel chapter 3 about the Holy Spirit being poured out, he said, this is that. Everyone say, this is that. Everybody say it again. This is that. That's, in other words, we are now in the end of days. Uh, and so, welcome to the last days. That, that just scares some people. Look, look at your neighbor and say, welcome to the last days. You may not have realized it, but we're living in the last days. Now, for the church, that's exciting times. Most people, you've watched, you've watched too many Armageddon movies, something, you know, come on, you get all depressed about the end of days. Listen, the end of days is the church's finest hour. I said the end of days is the church's finest hour. In fact, if you go all the way to the end of the book, it says we overcome. In other words, we win. We win. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so we want to jump in in Joel chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Look what Joel said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is a word for the church. Proclaim this among the nations. Let me just stop and say, how many of you know spiritual warfare is global? There is a global World War III that's going on today for the souls of men. Prepare or proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Everyone say, prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Everyone say, wake up. Let all the men, and let me throw this, and women of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat their plowshares into swords and their pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. I think we ought to read this again. I love this pat. In fact, we're going to kind of we're going to pick this apart and learn a little bit more from it today. Let's read it together. Everyone, come on, read it out loud with me. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, "I am strong." And everybody said, "Amen." I love that. Now, from that, I want to give you this morning what I want to call an overarching last day's message for the church. When you look in Joel chapter 3, this to me is what I would call an overarching last days message that you and I need to embrace and, and understand. This is what I'm trying to awaken within you. And this is it. The responsibility of the church is to partner with God's last days prophetic purposes and go to war against the spiritual forces of wickedness for the sake of the family of faith and her future harvest. I want you to understand that God wants to awaken us to the spiritual battle around us. And our responsibility is to partner with God's last days prophetic purposes and go to war with the spiritual forces of wickedness for the sake of the family of faith and her future harvest. If you went back to Ephesians 6, you'd remember the armor of God. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance for all the... Saints. In other words, we need to go to war for our families, go to war for the church, go to war for one another. But then Paul said, and pray for me that an open door for the word of God would be made manifest. What's he talking about? Future harvest. We need to go to war for the family of faith and for the future harvest of the, of the family of faith. And listen to me carefully. There is a harvest to be harvested. And we are not battling for just ourselves alone. We are warring for those who are yet under the spell and influence of the devil that are on their way to hell in a hurry that need to be born again and saved and filled with the Holy Spirit so they can be delivered from this present world into eternity with Christ when Jesus comes back. How many of you know some people that are on their way to hell? It's time we go to war for them in the spirit realm and begin to do battle for them and invest ourselves in them. We involve ourselves in their life. We invest ourselves in their life and we invite them into an atmosphere of faith where the Spirit of God can touch their life. I promise you something. I'm gonna make a promise to you that God will honor your faith if you'll invite people to church. When they walk through these doors, not everybody will come, but some will come. And you walk. they walk through the door, sit down with you, and, and, and when they hear the worship, And when they hear the ministry of the Word of God God will speak to their life Amen In fact you may be here today Under the inspiration of the Spirit of God Or by the invitation of a friend Or or, or someone who cares about you I believe God is speaking to you today I know He's speaking to me There's nothing wrong with God's mouth And He's talking to people today People are being born again all over the world Amen And so God's wanting to awaken the warrior on the inside of us. Therefore, everyone say therefore. When we think of this passage of Scripture, there's some important elements that you and I need to look at that the Spirit of God is directing us in this day, today. The first one is this. He said, proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Everyone say, prepare for war. Listen, there's a war already going on and we've got to be prepared for that war. That's what Paul was saying in Ephesians that we talked about. He's saying, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. You see, that's the big finally in Ephesians. And through all that we learned in Ephesians, he said, finally, you better get up and go to work and start fighting the fight that God has for you to fight, and, and, and be a warrior and awaken the warrior on the inside of us. You know, we teach our kids a lot of things, but listen, we need to keep, teach our kids how to be victorious over the devil. We need to teach our kids how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We need to teach our grandkids that greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. Our children don't need to see mom and daddy and grandma and grandpa limping around, being beat up by the devil. They need to see a role model of example who said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I'm going to stand up and fight. And if I stand up and fight under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and I prepare my life, listen, you'll be victorious. Everyone say prepare. That word means just like I described to you. It means prepare, like get ready, you know, prepare yourself. But it also has the connotation when it says prepare uh, for battle, it has the connotation of proclaim and pronounce it. How I many of you know at some point in your life, you've got to stand up and say, I'm declaring war on the devil? I'm declaring war on these things That have kept me down I'm fighting back I'm not, I'm not taking it anymore I'm standing up in faith And I'm getting filled with the Holy Ghost And I'm getting the word of God in my heart And I'm putting on the armor of God And I'm declaring war on the devil Proclaim this to the nations Prepare for war Most people, most Christians Listen are spiritually docile and they acquiesce acquiesce to their enemies. Most Christians are spiritually docile and they acquiesce to their enemies. Most Christians, most parents, most brothers and sisters in Christ have this mindset, well, let's let's just don't rock the boat now. Don't get the devil stirred up. I've actually heard people say, well, don't start doing that. You'll stir up the devil. Well, he's already stirred up. His goal in life is to steal, kill, and destroy. Hey, listen, it's time we stir ourselves up. You don't worry about stirring him up. He's already stirred up. We need to awaken the warrior. Just like Jesus said, hey, stir up yourselves as a man of war. Amen? So we've got to make that declaration. And we've got to realize, hey, that there is a battle going on. And we've got to stand up and prepare for war. And then he said, wake up. Everyone say, wake up. How would he say, wake up? He said, wake up the mighty men. And I said women because when he just said, said men, he's talking about humanity. Listen, there's, my mama was a warrior. She was her own kind of, she warred over me. Have you ever had any of them praying grannies? Whew, they're powerful. But listen, men, we need to step up and be role Guys, don't let your wives do all the fighting for you. How humiliating. Where's all the men of God this morning? Come on. Guys, some of you, your wives read the Bible more than you. They pray more than you. And I thank God for that. But listen, it's time we step up to the plate and say, hey, I'm going to lead the way in this warfare. I'm not throwing my wife out on the front lines. I get ladies clapping here, Josh. How many of you know guys I need to talk into every once in a while? And I'm among them. Amen. It's time to go to war. It's time to step up. It's time to awaken the mighty man. It says, awaken, wake up the men of war, the mighty men. Amen. Listen carefully. We've got to be spiritually alert, and that's what he's talking about. Here's my thought about this. The satanic seduction has always been to sedate the saints with the intoxicating effects of self-satisfaction. It's not in your notes, but let me read it again to you. The satanic seduction has always been to sedate the saints with the intoxicating effects of self-satisfaction. How many of you know when you focus on yourself, it'll sedate you to the spiritual atmosphere. You'll become, as Paul said in Ephesians, he said, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess. Don't be intoxicated with the things of this life. And listen, the things that the devil offers you, they will satisfy you for a season, but they will sedate you. You will become under the influence of a selfish mindset, and you will dis- disengage from the real purpose of a God for your life, and that is to wage war against the devil for the souls of men. And so, we've got to wake up. In fact, uh, gosh, 1 Peter 5, 8. i got plenty of time. Let me slip over there. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. How many of you know Peter woke up? He woke up to the reality when Jesus said, you know, the devil's desired to sift you as wheat. He got a little of that. He got got tired of that after a little bit. And and when he wrote uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, he said this. He said, oh gosh, verse 8, we'll just jump in there. Be sober. In other words, don't be intoxicated by the things of this life. Be sober. Be vigilant. That means to be aware, spiritually awake. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, this is a, there's, this is a war that is global. You know, my brothers around the world are fighting this fight today. You know, Thursday, I had the joy of spending time with pastors and church leaders from all over the world. Our Church on the Rock Network of Ministers, Board of Directors, we spent the afternoon planning our, our conferences and things, but we talked about what's going on in the world. Dr. David Shibley is on our board, and we prayed for them this morning. Uh, what a great men and women of God they are. And one thing I've learned hanging around these movers and shakers is that they all realize that hey we, we are not exempt From spiritual warfare here We think of things like In India I've seen all this darkness That in different You know I've been to Haiti uh, And I've seen the, the darkness of Haiti But listen It just manifests in a different way We're all fighting the same devil We've all got the same enemy But guess what We all have the same warrior Living on the inside of us And we've got to awaken that warrior We've got to prepare for war We've got to wake up And become spiritually alert And like Peter said, be sober, be vigilant For your adversary the devil is prowling about like a roaring lion Seeking whom he may devour And his methodology is to sedate the saints Where they just just wander around under the spell of self-indulgence Some of them go to church every Sunday But they're under the sedative of satanic influence. Well, I knew that just go over really good this morning. I'm preaching to the choir. I know it. But we've got to awaken. Everyone say, wake up. And then the third thing we see from this Joel 3 passage, he says, draw near. He says, hey, let the men of war, let all the men of war draw near. You know, there's a lot here about this word, draw near. Some of it is just, hey, come in close. But one application of this word is draw near in worship. I wanted you to see these these soldiers this morning by video. Uh, that the song was not a strong worship song as we would think it, but they were giving God credit that He would never forsake Israel. And they were draw. Some of them you saw. Some of them were on the inner circle. Some of them were getting serious about it. They were drawing near. Some were on the outer edges. They're going, "Oh man, these charismatic uh, Jews are just dry, soldiers are." Dry. Hey, they didn't. I don't know. In fact, I saw one guy put something on another guy, and he took it off. He didn't like. Hey, don't put putting things on me? I don't know what you, you know, son, that's the way a lot of Christians are. When you start, start talking about drawing near and worship and they go, Oh no, Petri, you got to be careful now. You know, I, I'm not, a, you know, I, I just express myself in my heart. Listen, I'm not talking about your bodily or your charismatic incantations. I'm talking about drawing near and worshiping God this morning. As we were getting ready today, Beverly had on some worship music and one song came on. It stirred my heart so much. She didn't see this. Uh, uh, I don't know if she was in the shower, stepped out or what. I just woo! I think she heard me. Did you hear me? I, woo! Man, I got excited about worshiping God. It's time we get excited about something more than just, hey, you know, Starbucks. Woo! It's time to glorify God. It's time to draw near to him and worship. Woo! I'm drawing near to him and I'm worshiping him and I'm giving him all the glory and all the credit. Woo! We need some dancing daddies in the house. <laughs> now I'm not a big emotional guy but listen when you start thinking about getting close to Jesus that's emotional if you how much time yeah I got some if you say you're born again and it's filled with the spirit and you never get emotional I think you're teasing me I just want to say to you come out, come out wherever you are Because, listen, when you get close to Jesus, everything changes. When he touches your life, everything changes. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, everything begins to change in your life. And some of God's people look like they've been what? Baptized in pickle juice. juice. I doubt the genuineness and the sincerity of your faith if nothing changes in your life and the emotion of God doesn't rise up within you. He said, oh, you men of war, you better draw near. Listen, warriors are worshipers. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you this morning. Warriors are worshipers. Amen? Amen? And then he says, Come up. He says, Let them come up. Everyone say, Come up. That means to ascend. Listen. Some of you are stuck in sameness. Sameness is lameness. Is lameness a word? I made it up. Some of you have leveled off. And when you level off, listen, that means you're static and nothing's changing. You're not, you're not growing. He said, men of war, come up, ascend. Move to another level. It's time to move to another level in your spiritual walk and journey. It's time to move to another level, another assignment, another level of authority in your spiritual walk with God. Let the men, let the warriors, let the saints of God uh, 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 come up to another level in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I love what the psalmist said. In Psalm 24, he said, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. It's time we prepare. It's time we proclaim war on the devil and prepare our lives. It's time to to move away from from just don't rock the boat mindset to a place of hey I'm stirring myself up like a man of war. It's time to awaken and refuse the satanic seduction of selfishness in our life and quit being intoxicated with the things of this life. It's time to draw near to him and worship him like you've never worshipped him before and stir yourself up like a man or a woman of war. It's time to come up to another level in your walk with God and realize you're here not just to sit soaking sour. We're here to do and wage warfare against the devil. How many of you love your families? How many of you love your families? I love my families. Listen, I've had people come to me and with quivery lip, pray for my family. They're just going through so much. And, 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 And you know what? That's a prayer worrier. I'll pray for your family. But listen, it's time we quit being prayer warriors and start being prayer warriors and get serious about this thing and bind the devil off our kids. Hey, listen, you got a rebellious teenager? That is a spirit. That is, Listen, rebellion is built within us. And, and what, was the, what happened in heaven, the first sin, was rebellion. It's satanic in nature. You can break that off your kids in the spirit. Come on now. I bind the spirit of rebellion in my house, and the re- let me. Do, oh, i am meddle just a minute because most of the where it came from was from above, and I'm not talking about Jesus. Because right. a lot of us may be living in rebellion against God, but we want our kids to be submitted to us. All right. All right. Hello, tell that to your neighbors, and break that spirit. It's it's warfare. We arise. And we come up. And then here's something interesting. He says this in Joel 3. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, what? Now, notice here. He said, beat your swords, your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks. Now, plowshares and pruning hooks are implements of harvest. That's what most people did. They, that, that was their that was the focus of their life. You you didn't have Walmart. You didn't have Sam Supercenter. You didn't have Brookshire's. You had to grow it and raise it. If you didn't grow it and raise it, what would happen? You would starve to death. And it was the focus of most people's life was was to just live life. And it's a focus on self. Now notice what the prophecy of the end time said. You take what you used to take care of yourself and the implements of farming that you use to raise crops, to feed your families and you repurpose it. Everyone say repurpose it. You beat it into a weapon of war to wage war against the devil. It's a shifting of mindset. It's a changing of why we're here. Listen, most every one of us need to repurpose our purpose. Everyone say repurpose your purpose. And the prophecy of the end of days said, "There's the necessity of the church." Now I'm not saying don't go take care of your families. Don't go away and say, "Pastor Sam said you just don't take care of your families." No, I'm talking about a shifting of the way we think in life. Everything we have, we focus around me, myself, and I. I gotta feed my family. I gotta take care of my family. I gotta, I gotta do this for my family. We need to do that for our family. But the last days, church is being repurposed for the reason of warring and waging war against the devil it's a shifting of the way we think in life And what did Jesus say about our stuff? He said, Listen, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but raise up for you, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy. He's talking about changing the way we think. We need to move away from the motivation of personal productivity to a motivation of corporate calling and commitment. Listen. This is a shift. Ooh, some people are resistant. It's a shift of how you think. How we think about resources. How we think about the decisions and the choices we make. Listen, we're in the last days. It ought to, listen, if you know you had two weeks to live on planet Earth, would it not radically change the way you lived on planet Earth? There'd be a reshifting. And so that's what we're talking about. He said, hey, take your plowshares and beat them into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Move from a self-serving mindset to a self-sacrifice mindset for the sake of war. Any good soldier, any good warrior lays his life on the line day in, day out. That's what we're talking about here today. And here's something to repurpose. Anybody ever repurposed anything? I, you know, hey, you look on Pinterest. Oh, people repurpose things. And, you know, I saw some great furniture made out of uh, pallets, wood pallets. I'm going, Shazam, why didn't I think of that? And here's what the prof- prophecy of the end of days is. The church has got to repurpose their purpose. And he said, let the weak say. You know what's in this room here today? A whole bunch of weak people. Paul the Apostle said, when I'm weak, then I'm made strong but he said in this last days the church needs to and you know what and as I sit here and preach some of you are going oh God I'm going to battle the devil preacher he's getting me all shook up here I, I've just been happy just in a, you know doing my thing and you know and he's now he's telling me that I got to I got to beat my plowshare into a sword and oh gosh if I don't do this I, my future is forfeited and, 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 and my, my, my the harvest is limited oh yeah you're just oh, I, I don't know let the wheat say I'm strong. Let me tell you who God will strengthen. These kind of folk. These kind of people who say, hey, I'm preparing and I'm proclaiming war. I'm awakening to the call of God over my life. I'm not going to let the devil uh, intoxicate me with the things of this life. I'm waking up. I'm I'm tired of the satanic seduction of of selfishness in my life. I'm drawing near to God in worship. I'm going to be a warrior at the place of prayer and worship. I'm ascending. I'm coming up a new level and, hey, I'm transforming the way I think about my life, the way I think about my family. I'm repurposing my purpose and I'm not going to be weak any longer in this thing. I'm going to be a man and a woman of war. I'm awakening to the warrior on the inside. I'm stirring myself up like a man of war. And I'm strong in the Lord. That's what Paul said in Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Listen, in this room today, people bring into this house weaknesses and hangups and habits. Listen, the spirit of God and the power of God is stronger than anything you battle today. Are you with me? God's transforming our lives today. He's changing the way we think about who we are. He wants us to repurpose our purpose. and Realize why we're here. We're here to to wage war for the sake of the family of faith and the future harvest of the family of faith. Some of you get more frustrated with your neighbor than you do praying for your neighbor. Hey, listen, they're lost folk. Some of them are lost. They can't help it. They're sinners. They need Jesus. Some of you cuss and fuss about your work environment. Listen, most of them can't help it. They're lost and without Christ and they need a Savior. What do you expect? And the reality is those lost people are probably doing the same about you. Hey, it's time we awaken the warrior within us. This morning, in just a moment, we're going to stand. We're going to pray for you and we're going to stir up ourselves. Awaken. This month and maybe even on into the next month, we're going to look at what it means to be a warrior. Oh, there's so much there. Wednesday night, don't miss Wednesday night. We're going to look at famous one-liners from Old Testament warriors who, who hey, and you know what? People fight and all different. Here's one God said, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There's more with us than there are with them. I could do, oh, just famous W O M liners. We're going to learn how those those men and women of faith saw the victory of God. Jehoshaphat said, We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And so we're going to move into a season of stirring ourselves up and preparing and waking up and drawing near and coming up and repurposing our purpose. Because there's a world out there that needs some warriors. Let's stand together Father today we thank you for the word of the Lord We thank you for the prophetic end time Understanding Of the church That you filled us with the spirit Not just to have Pentecost church But to be empowered to wage war against the devil Lord today fill us afresh with the Holy Ghost in fact, if you're here today and something stirring on the inside of you and, and you realize that God is wanting you to lift, uh, draw near and to, and to ascend to another level in your warfare experience, to be able to be a more effective, impacting warrior in the, in the kingdom of God and in the armor of God, I'm going to ask you to step into this altar with me this morning and let's stir ourselves up like men and women of war. And we just say, you know what, I'm ascending to another level. And as you step forward, it will be a faith that you're moving to another level of warfare in your spiritual journey Lord we step up we're coming in we're drawing near Lord God and Father we're stirring ourselves up there's some here you've been under the spell of selfish satanic the seduction of Satan and the selfishness of life has seemed to overwhelm you it's time to get sick and tired of self and get a hold of the reality that the warrior on the inside of you needs to be awakened teenagers young people alike Lord we step Stand together today, Lord, we come into this altar today, and Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that you live on the inside of us. I want everybody here. Hey, let's let's get bold here now this morning. Let's say, let's just just to declare, there's a warrior awakening within me. Just begin to say, thank you, Lord, that you're coming alive in me. The warrior on the inside of me is waking up today. I stir myself up. I'm awakening, awakening to the purpose of God for my life to be a warrior in the kingdom of God for your glory not only for the family of faith but the future harvest Lord today we stir ourselves up like men and women of war and we pray oh God you would give us great grace today to be what you've called us to be and Lord forgive us for selfish uh, uh, mindsets forgive us Lord for thinking that's all about us Lord forgiving us for, for Lord for not awakening Lord to the purpose of God for our life I pray Lord the warrior would awaken in this house Lord that this church would become a warring church at the place of prayer would become a warring church Lord at the place of worship would become a warring church Lord in the community pulling down strongholds and spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places and I stand as the pastor of this church and I proclaim war on the devil I proclaim war on depression I proclaim war over distraction and the destruction of the enemy I proclaim war against the, the infiltration of the enemy into the church i pull down the strongholds there's strongholds being broken today some of you come with strongholds in fact there's some people here you've got strongholds of drugs and alcohol in your life today i'm addressing that let's stand against it in the name of jesus i bind that stronghold that alcohol and drugs have have wrapped people's brains and their faults and even their bodies into an addicted state. I break that in the name of Jesus. I break the lie of the enemy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just wait here just a second. Let's let the breakthrough just just just, just wash over us today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I bind the lie of the enemy. Some people here today, somebody especially feels like they're of no value to God or man. You feel inferior and unable and incapable. That's the lie of the devil. Everybody has their place. I break that off of you today in Jesus' name. By the authority of the word of God, I break that in Jesus' name. I want everybody to say this after me. In the name of Jesus. Come on out loud, everybody. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the devil. I break his strongholds in my life. I rebuke him out of my family. I stand against him in my mind. I stand against him in my heart. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that no demon or devil in hell can knock me off course. I break his authority over my life. I break his authority over my family. I break his authority over my finances. And I declare war on the devil today. I stand strong in the faith. I put on the armor of God. And I'm waging war. I'm awakening the warrior within. In Jesus' name. And Everybody said, amen. Let's give another clap offering to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Now stay with me, stay with me. Stay with me just a second. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me stay with me let me throw this out and we'll be gone when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall the enemy came against him they came and they realized hey this is how you gotta build you keep your sword in one hand and you work with the other in other words you can't ever be off guard listen it's an everyday hey listen you got us everyday we wage in war against the enemy amen and we'll be victorious good to see y'all today thank you for being here in this altar let's 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 awaken the warrior within us this week today you're a warrior in the morning guess what you're going to be you're going to be a warrior you take these thoughts you take Joel chapter 3 you begin to digest it you take Isaiah 42 and you just begin to digest them and say this is who I am I'm standing up I'm waging war listen you wage war on behalf of your family and your friends in fact, Nehemiah, they said, hey, if you're not going to fight for yourselves, fight for your brothers, your sisters, your sons, and your daughters. Amen. Whew. I love the Lord. Father, we thank you for the war you're awakening within us today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. While you're still here, let me throw this out to you. I mentioned this last week. If you're here today and you're searching for a church home, you believe you've heard the voice within the voice you believe this is where you need to connect and plug in and get involved with you believe this old gray-headed guy is your pastor this is your church home we need to know that how many of you you know you know i've heard this before people find out years later they got family and they didn't know they had family you know there's some people come to church i don't know if they're family or just friends hey how many of you know we got friends and we got family and thank God for friends, but hey, we need family. And that's what this church is, is a family. If you're here today and you believe God is adding you to this church, and you just believe you've heard the voice within the voice, today with no hesitation, with no distraction, with no hubbub, no hype, you say, Pastor, I believe I got the divine okidoki to plug in and get involved in Church on the Rock. Just raise, give me the big okie-dokie. Anyone here today? Anyone here today? Amen. Got an okie-dokie. Who else? Anybody else? Amen the close of this service if you've given me the divine okie what i need you to do josh is going to be here and laura will be here for a second and you just come up and take them by the hand and say today i believe god is adding us to church on the rock north and we want to plug in and get involved we, we don't want to just be friends we want to be family we'll give you some information and get you plugged up get you involved and just begin to connect with you on a whole new level one more thing, I know I'm three minutes after, but if you're here today and you're searching for a church home and you're, hurt, you're searching for God's divine okie-dokie in your life, you just lift your hand. I'm gonna pray for you right now and ask God to speak to you. God bless you, dear. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Father, I pray for these here today that are searching for your will in their life. I pray you would direct their path. And Lord, you would lead them and direct them and and just show them the will and the way of God for their life. And let them sense your presence, Lord God, and your directive in their life. For Lord, we know it's your plan for them to plug in and get involved and get connected in the family of faith that you have for them. We thank you for that today in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen, let's give the, the, the lo- captain of the Lord's Army a big God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. so good to have you and don't forget the backpack outreach and just plug in with Laurie and she'll help you. God bless each and every one of you. You can go back to your seats and we thank God for you. get your bulletin and get involved and, and uh, yeah oh yeah communion oh I almost forgot. You can be seated. See, I got distracted. Guys, let's pass out the elements and let's close our eyes just for a moment. What a great way to end this day. Thank you, Beverly. Father, we turn now to what you did for us on the cross. We thank you for the price you paid. And as we leave this place, we leave with the understanding of the power of Calvary in our life, the blood that was shed. And the price you paid. Amen. Go right ahead and just begin to take. When you get the elements in your hands, you take, don't wait for me. This is how we can close this out today. Very unique, but very different. and Very good. You take the elements and then you just say, Lord, I thank you for the body that was broken for me. And then you say, Lord, thank you for the blood that was shed. You spend your little moment with God and you partake. And as you're partaking at your leisure, you can worship him, but then you can be dismissed. Amen. God bless you. This has been a great day. Father, thank you for the price you paid for us on the cross in Jesus' name.